<laughs> Man, I really wish I was as punny as you guys. Yeah, well, you're not a father. Oh, the them dad jokes. This is season two, episode one. Revenge of the Revenge of the Record. Revenge of the Record. That's great. This is the No Snacks edition. Hey, oh, moving up in the world. Dylan I got time. Glasses. Yeah, Dylan had time for dinner. Hold on, here we go. Come on, Dylan. I'm not gonna let you get through a whole season. There it is. Got it. I got a glass of scotch. Yeah. Oh, mine's water. That's your first. That's your first drink, or you had it for a while? Uh, no, this is this is it's a it's a two finger, so it'll probably be my only one tonight. Yeah, no, I just meant the last time we hung out, you weren't on the drinking thing. Oh, yeah, no. Um, I drink every now and then. It's, uh, yeah, no, like, I don't drink like I used to. Not that I drank a lot before. Um, right. But, like, I had two glasses of scotch the other night at Mascots. Um, prior to that, I hadn't drank since Halloween, I don't believe. Right. Is there a reason for it? I just I don't have a need for it. I guess um, I'm drinking tonight because I don't want to go to work tomorrow. Gross. Well, <laughs> I don't want to go to work tomorrow if it makes you feel any better. That and I'm. Yeah, the difference to... is we don't actually go yeah, to tomorrow. Work. I'm not actually going anywhere. I'm trying to quit smoking, so I'm trying to. I'm I'm just kind of delving into other vices. Like, not that I don't. I mean, I enjoy smoking, but I don't enjoy it the way I should enjoy it. Like it's become more of an inconvenience than anything. Yeah. Right. And it's cold out and I'm just like, all right. So and like Danielle wants me to quit smoking and I, you know, I can respect that. So I'm like, but I gotta have something, you know? So I started, uh, I started chewing at work, uh, which I had done when I worked retail. Um, and it, it actually, uh, poses a, less cancer risk than smoking so i'm like okay that's fine and then danielle said if i quit i can if if i want to i can smoke a cigar at home and i'm like you know what like i can kind of get because like you can take your time and enjoy that yeah whereas i don't do that with cigarettes anymore it's it's straight nicotine addiction and i'm just like ah fuck gotta have a cigarette yeah so I'm trying. I've had uh, I've had four cigarettes today, and I normally have you know 15 to 20 a day. Right. So, well, I'm really proud of you. It gave me the motivation to not buy a pack of cigars today. If that makes you feel yeah. any better, in solidarity, I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do it because Dylan's doing so good. I'm just not going to buy them. I mean, don't give me that much praise. I bought a can of uh, Copenhagen, and I'm probably going to buy a cigar this weekend. So. Mm. Just make it quality, yeah. you know. Yeah, I've been watching some YouTube videos because you know it's YouTube's got everything on. You need a cigar cutter? Um, no, I don't think so. I think I'm gonna start, you know, just one at a time. Uh, I'm not, I'm not quite at the needing a cover or a humidor yeah. or anything yet. No, 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 cutter. Oh, cutter. No, I have a cutter. Oh, okay. I thought you meant one of those plastic oh, you know, no, covers no, no, people no. stick them in their pockets. No, I am not that sophisticated, buddy. Hey, it's all good. I prefer a pipe anyway. There you go. All right. Uh, so let's get into this week's album. We a little different. Um, 
So, Rap Ferreira. Um, can we start by uh, fixing your little different? This is really, really, really different. Yeah. All right. It's really different. Okay. Uh, thank you. It, new new album from uh, Rap Ferreira. This is Bob's son. You should have uh, noticed that from the intro. Bob's son. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. So for those who are not familiar with Rap Ferreira, uh, he was formerly known as Milo for a number of years. Uh, th- this is poetry rap, I believe. Is uh, that would be a good term for it? Yeah, they just called it. They just called it hip hop. So it was a little weird when I put it on at first. Yeah, uh, and just so you know, all my my notes uh, for these tracks are extremely short. Um, Maybe a pretty. Uh, short we'll start episode. with the first one. Yeah, we'll start with the first one. Uh, first track is Battle Report featuring Pink Naval. Uh, it is an intro that tells you that you're listening to Bob's son. Uh, uh-huh. But the instrumental was dope. I liked. I liked the. Beat. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. I said I dug the lo-fi vibe because uh, I went in with no knowledge of what I was getting ready to listen to. Same. Um, but then the, that vocal that vocal sample were trash and super redundant. Like you know, it was way too long for what it was worth. A minute and forty seven seconds. A minute and forty seven seconds of him saying, "Bob, son, what are you group?" Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It was it was crazy because it had a feature on the song and everything. Put on Bob's son. This is Bob's yeah. son. Like like how was that even battle report? You know what I mean? Like it was right. just so weird yeah uh, I, I will say that it what i did turned me off to this album but i gave it obviously the listen but it instantly i was like no I, this is terrible yeah i was holding out hope due to the uh lo-fi jazzy the, vibe the beat itself it's the only thing that yeah 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 so I, I gave it i gave it a two and you know how i do like uh two and a half is average but yeah like it that it was the the vocals and the sample or whatever were just so bad it took it below the threshold for just having a nice I gave time. it a 1.47 for being 1 minute and 47 seconds of him saying it's Bob song. <laughs> nice. That's that's fine. Uh the, so this album uh from his band camp it's described as an ode to poet Bob Kaufman. Yes. So take that for what it's worth. Also the entire album is produced by uh, Scallops Hotel. Uh, track two is the cough bombers return. Uh, I, I kind of liked this one. So it had a cool beat. It had kind of that old school De La Soul vibe. Um, I didn't like this, like the pseudo hook or the echo effect they used with it. Yeah. I thought it was a good vibe right up to when they switched the beat. Oh, the, the interlude uh, like, by pink navel. Yeah. No, we're on. Uh, we're on track two. Two, it? yeah, yeah. He has an interlude. Pink Navel has an interlude where they change the beat, and it's him. It's like an almost an Indian kind of vibe to it, but it's him doing his thing for like four bars, and then it's back to the normally scheduled program. Did you guys not get that? Huh. Uh, no, nah, I guess I just didn't catch that it was yeah, Pink Navel yeah. or whatever. Let me pull yeah, it because he's not. He's not. He's not credited on the song, so I was... Uh, no, right. but there's anyway. a bunch of features all over this that are not credited anywhere. But if you read through... Yeah, okay. By the way, Genius.com, you want to sponsor us. But um, 
yeah, if you read through on Genius with it, it, it's got a bunch of people on here that are not credited at all. Okay. I got you. But, uh, yeah, I thought after the beat switch, it became the song became skippable. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it is like I, I was done with the song. Um, but at this point, I can, like, r- halfway through the first, or that actual first song here, uh, I thought Rap could put together some nice lines. Um, but the way he delivers with that syncopated delivery, it just kind of, you know, he gets lost in there. Like, it's just so awkward sometimes yeah. that he just can't vibe into it. Um, I can kind of see, like, that jazz free form kind of thing going to it, but it like it wasn't hitting enough and wasn't fluid enough. Like, it was just too steadily off, if I can even work that out, mm-hmm. um, that it didn't connect with me. Like, so I, I see that it could be something real good, but it, you know, it just wasn't connecting, like, what he was trying to do for me. Dylan, what do you track three? Yeah, uh, no, I mean, I didn't. I, it was fine. I didn't like the the hook, if you could even call it a hook, and I didn't like the echo effect they used on the hook. It was just unnecessary. It felt aggressive. Yeah, I don't know. Overall, I liked the song. I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good start from uh, Battle Report because that was so terrible in my opinion. Um, I did not like the beat change and pink navel's little interlude thing i thought it was not bad it just didn't fit with the song i don't necessarily agree with Dwayne. i think the second verse was just as good as the first if not actually better um but i think that this guy used um pink navel as a not a sounding off board but like a he left little hints and stuff for like fans to find because he released this in uh, on January 1st. Well, not released. Yeah. He let people listen to it on January 1st. If you were smart enough to figure out how to listen to it. It was on Apple Music. <laughs> okay, well then I read something different cuz there's a whole discord <laughs> about um like subtle keys and like like he leaves clues throughout the whole album about how to get to this whole back area of his fan base. It's pretty crazy. I wouldn't put it past him at all. So. All right. We can move on. So, uh, track three, Yam Ships, Flax Script. Seed, Flax Seed? It says Flax Script. Oh, I must have got it Mindset, Seed. No, yarns, yam ships, and flax scripts. I'll be darned. Yeah. So um, I like the melody in the first verse, which was, uh, I mean, I don't, like, I can't even honestly say if I like this track. Like, I really liked the first verse, which was not even Rap Pereira. Um. And then Rap Ferreira's said the second verse, like the the end of it is trash. Like that's the laziest fucking shit ever. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I, the oh 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 oh. It. So right, yeah, for yeah. what it's worth, I I'm with you. My initial thought was wow that he repeats that like a lot, a lot. But reading it, right, he's talking about 
pain coming in dreams and like this whole um, like almost reference to, I mean, I want to say racism, but I don't know if that's exactly right or not, but it, it's really crazy in there. It, I'm with you. I don't like it. But at the same I don't time, think there's sense. any right or wrongs with his lyrics. Like, it, I think it's kind of all up. For yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I don't have a problem with anything he's saying on literally anything he's got going on in here. It's just that delivery, you know, if it's not hitting the way it's supposed to with the instrumentation, it's just, you know, it's off-putting altogether. Um, like, I didn't enjoy the beat as much as I loved the other. Like, you know, I liked the other two, but I thought he delivered better on it. Like, it was closer to that jazzy kind of not stagnant. Like, it's fluid and it moves with the beat sort of thing. Uh, that I was talking about on the last one. So I thought it was okay. Like it was actually him sort of showing some skill as opposed to, you know, just having some lyrics and just kind of throwing it wherever you decided you wanted to throw it. Wow. I don't actually agree. I find him not on beat because you're right. He's not really on a beat, but I find it very satisfying the way he plays with the word. And and I, I don't know. I, I I have to disagree with you on that one. And I thought the piano was flawless on this. I loved that loop. Scalp's Hotel is kind of nice with the piano. Killed the piano. I, I had no. Yeah, I had no problem with him pretty much throughout the entire thing. Like he wasn't the weak link in this project, in particular. John, you want to read the title of track? yes of course i will read the title of track four which is diogenes on the auction block is that how you say that diogenes that's the way i read it either genus or janus diogenes he was he was by the way he was actually a guy um who was actually a philosopher he was the creator, I believe, of uh, cynical philosophy, and he was actually sold into slavery. Hmm. History facts. Right. So I like the flow on this one. The drums and the beat fucked it up for me, though. Like, they just sound so out of place with everything else. Uh, yeah, I kind of had that same sort of feeling. I thought that he showed that he can put lyrics together really good and his delivery wasn't my favorite. Like to me, the whole song kind of sounded like somebody was remixing a track and sped up the vocals, but didn't bother to fix the timing. Like it was just, his, his delivery was fine, but the beat didn't complement it as opposed to some of the other ones where you, it kind of sounded like he wasn't matching the beat. It just kind of sounded like it wasn't well put together. My only notes on this are this slaps. I gave it a 4.5. I think it was. There you go. Wow. You know, the answer isn't rapping, but let's listen yep. to another song. Absolutely. He tells you, come on. <laughs> the answer isn't rapping, but let's just listen to another one. Yeah. Which is. Which would be track five. Red Guard Snipers. Uh, this was my favorite track on the album, and I feel like this is the most coherent track on the album. Okay. It's it's 
in my top, um, but it's not my favorite. I mean, yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's got three verses, a bridge, and a hook. Wait, a lot of it it is the longest song on the entire album. Yeah. So I, you know, I can appreciate it just for the fact that it's, you know, I guess traditional and coherent. nothing is traditional. Uh, SB the more isn't bad either. Oh, I forgot I was looking for random features. Yeah, this features SB the more. Uh, I thought it was okay overall. I thought the verses were fine. You know, the song, the lyrics, and everything were fine. Uh, it didn't really stand out as great. You know, there wasn't like there wasn't anything I could necessarily point to as being bad about the song. Like the beat was cool. It was a solid backdrop for the what they were doing. Uh, rap and SB both did fine. You know, what I mean, it just like I don't know if my expectations are just fading as the project's going on, or if this was a you know genuinely a well put together song. Um, just you know, it wasn't connecting with me beyond you know. Oh, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, it just didn't move me, you know, to say, hey, this sucks. And it didn't move me to say, hey, this is actually pretty cool. Man, I really like this whole album, just to set it off there. Um, so it, it's, like, really painful to, like, listen to you guys say all this. Either I didn't hear some of the things that you were talking about, or I just completely disagree with you. John, I will I will address that at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> track six is a uh, sips of ripple wine no stemware um, this was one of the only beats I really eh, well one of two beats I really wasn't a fan of and so his rhymes in this one I'm not I'm not saying his rhymes are lazy at all I'm saying that these sound lazy for him right like I don't, I don't, I know that he knows he can do better than this track. Yeah, I think he did better, like on other songs on the project. But yeah, I get what you're saying, where it's kind of, yeah, where it's kind of a mess a little bit. Um, it kind of reminded me of that old, you know, that all over the place kind of freestyle rap, you know, where you don't have a beat and you're just kind of just free flowing and it bounces and whatever rhythm you get, you get, or whatever thing comes up, you know, you that get. sounds real. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it sounds real good when you're live, but when you do it on a record, it's just, you know, it just comes across as, oh, okay, you're you're doing something, but is it good? You know, you have the time to actually sit there and digest it. Uh, I think it's just one of those things where he either freestyled it down there or just had it, you know, the movement so crazy that he just kind of just went in there and did it. Um, but I preferred the first part of the track as opposed to the second where it kind of, you know, did the beat change and all that, which is kind of a thing he's been doing through the whole thing. There are a lot of beat changes mm-hmm. in this album. Yeah. And I do like the first one a lot better than I like the second change in this one. You're absolutely correct. Um, but I will say, as much as I absolutely despise repetitive choruses, I didn't mind this one so much. So. That's cool. Track seven. Track seven. Scrength. Track seven is Scrength. Scrength. Uh, strength. No, there's no G in there. Scrength. Scrength. Uh, 
I this yeah this one had a dope beat and like as far his rhymes were like polar opposite from the the track right. part. Um, like super dope rhymes in this one. Um, so the, I, this one was close to being one of my favorites. Um, didn't quite make it there though. It was up. Uh, I thought it was up there. I liked it. It was. I gave it a four, uh, four and a quarter. Um, the the horn synth that he had in there, that was perfectly on point. I think it was great, and I am so glad that he didn't overuse it and put it through like the whole song. It really made me feel good about my life. Uh, I thought it was cool. I thought it was one of the most cohesive deliveries that he did on the project so far. Um, I like the idea that of poetry, you know what I mean? Cause that's what it was about, you know, about poets. Um, and up to this point, I was just like, yo, you are a much better poet than you are a rapper. And like, so when we got here, I'm just like, yeah, okay. It all kind of makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, you're a poet, you know what I mean? You're just, you're just a rapper because, you know what I mean? Like it's like, like your side job as being a poet It's like, Hey, fuck mine as well. Might as well rap, you know what I mean? Like well, that's, else that's where the it. listeners are, right? Yeah, yeah. That's... If you're gonna if you're yeah. gonna market to a subset of people, right? If a lot of people like poetry, well, a lot of those po- poetry people like rap too, right? Well, it's not the same for the vice versa. So I think it's a good call. Yeah, throwing it out there in the rap yeah. arena. I th- yeah, I think that he's got like he explains it because there's a sample or something in there where he's talking about the poetry teacher, you know, like telling them, you know, like if you think that you're a poet, you know what I mean? Go out and read some poetry to some construction workers. Right. While they're eating, you know what I mean? While they're, while they're, they're on, while they're on yeah. break. Yeah. And, and if you don't get hit in the head, then maybe you got something. So then you, uh, I thought about that and I'm just like, you know what, if you're a poet and you step up into a cipher, you know what I mean? You're, you're essentially doing even worse than that. You know what I mean? Than talking to somebody who doesn't appreciate it. Because you're talking to somebody who appreciates good rhymes. You know what I mean? And you go in there and if you're like, and somebody's like, yo, you're dope. You know what I mean? You, you get that, you know, a little ego where you're just like, oh, maybe I can rap because, you know, these people who can rap are telling me I can rap. Sort of a thing. So I thought that it was, I thought it was a- the line from the interlude. If you want to be a poet, you can't be. You got to know you're a poet. And then yeah. you've got no fucking choice. Right. Which I think is absolutely correct. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. My favorite line from this track, though, was uh, the old Shibata rollout, the hat trick, mm-hmm. rogue, rogue, to, <laughs> rogue be a rogue scholar, boom, Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, move on to the next one. Track eight is uh, Bobby's Digital Little Wings. Um. I like. I really like the drums in this one. I felt like the vocals were yes, missed too. Quiet. I agree. Did yeah, I didn't note it, but I will agree with it. Yeah, it was a little. That was my only real complaint with it. Yeah, it was off from everything else. Um, I thought it was cool. Like I thought it was him showing his actual ability on it. You know, everything seemed to work pretty well together. Like he was on the beats that I thought that he should be on, even though he was a little playing with it a little bit. And I like the uh, fact that the beat was a little weird weirder compared to the other ones on the project. Like it was more digital, if I can dare say that, uh, of a lo-fi jazz type beat, but it was a good little breakup 
of what it was. Because uh, if you know Bobby Digital RZA, um, that's kind of a thing that he does. He puts, you know, weird stuff together to make it work. Yeah. I mean, this is the part of the album where I, uh, I kind of lost my vocabulary. He's, uh, he literally says he's beyond me. You know, he, he is so far out there with multi meanings and having, I don't know, story on story on story with another story hidden behind it. I just, I mean, it's, he's got great beats and he puts together a great poem, composition, rap, whatever you want to call it. And then we move on. Yeah. John, you want to read the title of the next track? Not anymore, because I did the last one wrong. Listening at track number nine. Was Am I not listening? Oh. I'm just giving you shit. I'm just giving you shit. Well, I no, figured it no, might have been listening, listening or something where I read it wrong. No. Uh, I thought it blended. It fell at a good place in the track listing. It blended well with the track prior. Um also, fucking Scallops Hotel killed it with those, like, Mr. Rogers. I, I quoted them lips. as the schizo piano. Oh, no. Is that all? Is that all, all your notes for this, is, this is actually my favorite <laughs> one of the entire album, right? And it's part of, part of yeah. the reason because of the schizo piano. But I dubbed the piano the schizo piano, and it's probably one of my favorite things on the whole album. Yeah, I, I I I second it. Like I thought, uh, rap seemed to found his pocket. Like you know, it, it he sounds natural, you know, but he's under control. Uh, it's kind of like a mixture of like lounge jazz music and spoken word. So I thought that it worked really good together, and uh, the beat just kind of you know drew my attention, and the lyrics didn't totally throw me off, which was a welcome change from some of these other ones. Oof. Track 10 is High Rise in Newark. Um, so I said there was two beats I didn't like. This was the second one. Um, so I know that the transitional beats are kind of a theme throughout this album. I just thought they were a bit much. Oh, dude, I, I hated the beat like, switch for this. Uh, like, I dug the, I dug the yeah. slower vibe. You know what I mean? Like, it was a little sinister. It was different than what he was doing earlier in the project. But, yeah, when that beat switched, I'm just like, oh, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm out. Like, I don't need to hear anymore. Yeah, basically. No, I totally yeah. agree. I, I didn't mind the first part, but after the beat change, I was absolutely ready to change it. Uh, and I think it's a sample out of a, like some old 70s TV show or something. It is very familiar to me for yeah. some reason, but I cannot place it. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't really figure it out. Um, but my downside of this is uh, at this point of the album, because uh, I listen to this, three, you know, albums three times before I sit down to do the review. When I'm listening to it the third time, I'm like tuning out yeah. of the project. Like the, to me, I'm just like it's rap doing rap things. You know what I mean? Like the beats are all nice, so you're like I'm not even concerned about that. You know, they, yeah, he does make some weird choices with the switching and stuff, but I'm just like, oh, okay, he's found his groove and he's just kind of all over and doing it, and it's fine. You know, and so yeah, it's average, but. I gave it a three. I gave it a three, which, you know, I mean, is a little above average. But, yeah, at this point, I'm just kind of tuning it out, and I'm glad that we're getting towards the end uh, on my third listen. 
track 11 is rejoice uh the vocals seemed quiet in this one again too um the track itself is fine i mean it didn't super stand out it was just kind of missing that Mm -hmm. factor for me but it it was okay yeah i love the beat uh i didn't like the delivery so much i thought the lyrics worked on like a slam poetry type level but it wasn't like smooth enough of a delivery with it to translate into a solid song I don't know. I, I thought it was a good song, personally. Um, I will say, I think that he ended the album um, kind of in a in a slow way. I don't know. He didn't end strong at all. He definitely threw some of the strong stuff in the middle or there at the, the end of the middle. Um, I don't know. It was okay. The last track is Abomunist Manifesto. Sounds right. Um, This was my favorite. The So the last beat, not the first beat of the track, but the last beat of the track was my favorite beat of the whole album. Yeah. I, that, I felt like it ended. It yeah, ended that's strong. pretty much my only note for the song is the only thing I really have about this one is the end of this beat would have made a great song by someone else. <laughs> Uh, this uh i don't know this one was okay it was kind of like the other ones i i stopped um getting to the point where i could verbalize things um when i got down here he absorbed all the big words from me um it was okay beat was good this was uh i believe his mentor and i can't remember what his name was um this is like his self-titled thing that um, he's paying homage to, I believe. Bob, Bob Kaufman. Doing your research, John. Good job. Yeah, yeah this is his yeah, I, I mentioned that spoken word, I believe. And he's and he's doing a. Um, gotcha. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. I'm over it. Let's talk about the whole album. So let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about this album. Um, Dwayne. All right, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give it to him. Um, to me, rap is a true poet, which we all understand by any point of this album that you shouldn't expect him to be a top tier rapper, um, but a top tier poet. Um, so I liked him as a poet way less as a rapper. Uh, he's got a knack for putting together words and seems to have a good ear for beats. Um, but I don't, I didn't think Scallops Hotel made a bad beat in that lo-fi jab, jazz-infused mm-hmm. type tracks. Hold up. I got to stop you for one second. I just, I just read this, so I feel like we should know this now. Um, Scallops Hotel is Rap Ferrara's production name. Oh, good. So, 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 it's fine. so then he's got a real, got a real good, idea for, yeah, yeah, self-produced. Uh, so, so he, he's a better producer than he is a rapper. That, yeah. Um, so, so I'll say I'm not a huge fan of this type of hip hop. Like I can appreciate it, you know what I mean, for you know the lyrics of what it is. Um, but in this instant, I would have preferred an instrumental album to the project that we actually got. Um, when I did the math, it worked out to a 2.5, uh, which pretty much reinforces my standing on all the albums we rate. 
um, that 50% of what you got going on is the instrumentation. The other 50% is your lyrics delivery and flow. Um, so it's a well-produced and so it shows that it's a 2.5. Um, so unless the artist completely drags down the production, you know, to a net negative and ruin the beat, I expect 2.5. The math just happened to work out the same way, but I have to add a little caveat here because I went and listened to his album before this and he was, um, I can't remember it off the top of my The purple, yeah. purple something. Or and that. yeah, I think that's right. And he was a better rapper on that than on this one. So to me, it's not necessarily, it, it may be an artistic choice for the things I don't like. Like he may have made his delivery a certain way on purpose. You know what I mean? And it just isn't connecting with me. Um, so like, I don't have a problem with his lyrics. It's just the delivery sort of a thing. He's kind of ruined it for me. So average, average overall, like 2.5, like flat, I probably won't listen to it again. Ooh, see, I will definitely listen to this again. Okay. I actually really liked it. My overall was a 3.79, and it would have been higher had it not been for the title track, or not the title track, but the opening track, Battle Report, being so absolutely terrible. The beat was dope, but I could not do those. Those lyrics were just ridiculous. And I... I have to disagree with Dwayne. I actually really, really liked the way he put together his uh, melodic tones and the way he composed the the words on the song to, to hit the way they did. I, it made it sound like a spoken word rap album. Well, yeah, it definitely is. But there are like early in the project where – I didn't see him trying to do that as opposed to some of the later tracks where I, I saw the pocket oh, sure. and the flow that he was doing, you know, like, like it was just like, it was just, I have pages and pages of rhymes and I'm going to put it to this beat the way that I deliver it without a beat. You know, it just, it just wasn't connecting the dots properly for me, but uh, yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. It's just like, that's my biggest thing is like at some points he's, you can tell that his talent is in there. And then like early on, I'm like, yo, this is a train wreck. I, I, I can understand why you would say that for sure. What does what Dylan think about it? All right. So I'm glad. I am so glad that one of you think this <laughs> is below average and the other one thinks this is above average because this is, this is perfect because I think that it is super average. Like I will give it a three out of five for for him in his catalog, this is below average. So I've listened to a significant amount of this dude's music. Um, I would urge everyone listening, including the both of you, to go back and listen to his catalog um, when he was using the name Milo. Um, the one album I would highly recommend came out in 2018. It's Budding ornithologists are weary of tired analogies. Um, I love that album start to finish. It is infinitely better than this one. Had we reviewed that album, I probably would have gave it a four nice. out of five. So yeah, Dwayne, I would say go listen to that and maybe, you know, you might, you might find some other stuff. Yeah. I, like I don't have a, not saying you're going to like him. Specifically. <laughs> yeah. Like I, like I didn't yeah. really trip off of, 
like what he was doing. Like I said, I went back and listened to the one before it and I felt that it was a better package altogether. Like I didn't let it affect what I thought here because I do it by the math every time. But I listened to it after my third listen and I was just like, oh, okay, this sounds like it's better produced, better, you know, cadences and flows and melodies and everything. So I could definitely see that he's experimenting and that's, you know, 100% awesome, you know, for artists to do that. So I'll probably go back and listen to it at least a one-time thing to try to figure out what everybody else's hype was about. Cause I mean, cause coming from where he's from and starting his own label and now he's on a label in LA, you know what I mean? Like it's a, there, there's a market for this sort of a thing, but at this point I'm just pretty sure it's not me. Yeah. And John, if you liked this album, you're going to love the album. I yeah. John tapped out while I was talking and he's back. Wow. It still says is. that I have, uh, John. I am still online with you guys. That's crazy. Hello. I'm back. You are. Uh, listen, if you like this album, you're going to love it. I didn't hear what you recommended at all. I've been I've oh. been gone for a minute, oh, my shit. friends. Uh, go. All right. So I, if you like this album, go back and listen to um, – his music when he went under okay. the name Milo. Uh, the album is budding. Ornithologists are weary My of time God. analogies. This guy makes me look up stuff before the whole album's even started yet. Okay. Uh, it actually looks like you may have mentioned a song called Souvenir by Milo at one point for my playlist. I did, yes. Haven't gotten that far. Did you like it? <laughs> That's fine. I, you know, there's a lot of songs on there now. There's getting to be a lot of ones on there. I'm, I'm listening to it, but I will say that there hasn't been anything that's just cool. slapped me in the face like "Yo, you gotta go" or "Oh my god, this is the greatest," which is good because it's all listenable, good stuff for me to listen to. So one of these days, and. catch me and I'm gonna I'm gonna have one. I got you. Sure. Unfair to compare. Cool. Go for it. Uh so I felt like with the uh current climate of society, uh maybe we should do some political no. rappers. No problem with that. Got Brother Ali and Immortal Technique. So, I'll be honest with you. When I first really started getting into kind of conscious hip-hop, Immortal Technique came across my radar. And I really wasn't. He's an acquired taste. He's very much New Um, York. He is, and I like New York rap. I just... just My my basic note on him is... uh, He's definitely a product in New York. I would put him in the same talent level as Sheik Looch from the Locks, which most people think Sheik is the weakest link of the Locks. Like, he's got a good ear for beats, solid lyrics, refined flow. It's consistent. You know exactly what you're getting when Immortal Technique comes on. Like, he's just, you know, like prototypical, not standout New York. 
Okay. <clears throat> uh, Brother Ali, I latched onto through the listening. Rhyme Sayer connection. Yep. <clears throat> so. Yeah, I always liked Brother he's, Ali. He's more talented. Um, if we're gonna <clears throat> probably be honest about it. Yeah. Uh, so I just they always kind of approached politics differently, though. Um, Immortal Technique kind of came from a far left standpoint, whereas Ali came from a religious standpoint. Um, and I, I feel like Ali was a little more prominent with it um, in the 2000s because Brother Ali. Yeah, yeah true. And it was definitely a not super we were, cool thing to be in the mid 2000s. Right. Exactly. No, yeah. Um, also, I feel like longevity needs to be mentioned here. So, like, Immortal Technique has been pretty much absent for the yeah, last but, 10 years. Yeah, uh, but he's got problems with the label. Um, he was trying to regain control over all his music um, for those first, yeah, those first three. Fine, so, I'm, like... I'm not sure. He may still be contractually obligated and therefore not releasing. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that's my, yeah. yeah, but definitely that not putting work out, you know, since 2008 is a huge disadvantage for him, especially in the climate we're in now where he'll probably be, you know, in his lane to be coming up a new. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought a huge, a huge oh, problem yeah. um, for him not to have anything since 2008. So the fact, you know, most people probably aren't even yeah. going to, give it a glance, you know, because even, you know, underground hip-hop heads will probably, you know, give it a spin just on the general perspective of it, but I can't imagine it gaining a lot of traction with that with that kind of delay. No. I mean, because he had good features, you know what I mean? Um, was in a gr- bunch of good songs with a bunch of good people um, where you thought that he probably could have, uh, you know, became something super strong. Um but yeah, that's my biggest problem too is that he hasn't done anything in forever. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Brother Ali uh, has been all over the place. Um, he's released an album almost every other year. Pretty well, he took a he took a break after us um, for a while. And, yeah. He did. Yeah, just a little bit. I um, mean, he is forty three. That's fine. Immortal Techniques, 42. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just he saying just he gets a, long- a break. Yeah, he's also blind. So, um, Ali is blind. But uh, Brother Ali's like kind of, you know, stayed in the in the forefront. He uh, he performed at the yep. Bernie Sanders rallies uh, in the uh, presidential campaigns. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so just based off personal opinion and availability um, and quite frankly, talent. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm, Brother I'm Ali. right there with you. Um, my notes on Brother Ali is he's severely underrated. Uh, like anyone who's a fan of atmosphere or Rhyme Sayers music should already know exactly what he brings. Like, you know, you can't really have a problem with what he does because he's, he's technically he's great. Like he can do everything that you want a rapper to do. So I think he's way more versatile and shows more than one flow, which, you know, Immortal Technique is the exact opposite. You you know what you're getting, but it's always the same sort of a thing. Um, but yeah, personal preference. But I think that Brother Ali utilizes better beats. Like I like Immortal Technique beats, but Brother Ali uses a variety, uh, which makes him way more approachable, 
to, you know, your average hip hop consumer, you know, it's, it's not all aggressive all the time. You know, he puts some melody in it. Uh, so bottom line, yeah, not much of a debate uh, as a brother Ali fan, you know, I am that. So, um, but as a, I, a mortal technique, I'm just like, I have a casual appreciation for him. Like when he comes up in the conversation, you know, I listen to whatever we're talking about, but I don't search him out. You know, if he comes across my table, I give it a listen. Um, I put a mortal technique kind of in the same, same pocket as like terminology. Yeah, terminology, he, but he features, you know what I mean? Like you don't hear him a lot, but when, but when I hear terminology, I'm like, oh, cool. It's terminology, you know? And I'm like, oh, it's a mortal technique. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, they're both surprises, but you know, one is like a happy surprise and one is just like, oh, that's cool. You know, like, like you saw, like you saw, like you saw the ex-girlfriend you really didn't like anyway. Oh. <laughs> like oh, oh oh it's like it's cool okay oh so so yeah Damn, then it's brother. then it's albino beard for the win oh absolutely should be hands down yeah we're just gonna shit on a mortal thing <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a bit unfair well Dylan. no what's unfair is to put an artist who's not releasing they, music they, that's yeah. the name of the game he's not releasing music so <laughs> it is what it is but you but, know that's the name of yeah, the game. Yeah, but you know it's he's going to be the one to reply. No, right? the name. Because when I tag, when I tag him, he's going <laughs> yeah, to be a my Yo, bro, fuck you. What up, Technique? Yeah, if you want to be on the show, just let us know. We'll we'll give you a deep dive or something. It, maybe. it won't take very long. Only, only three deep. He's only, no. No. <laughs> Shots fired. Oh, hey, hey, boy. Dylan. Yeah. Man, what are the five things? I will tell you the five things for this week's <clears throat> Who Is It? All right. So do you want me – I don't know. I don't even know if I should preface this before. Yeah, go for Fuck it. it. I'm just going to start. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, first clue, multi-genre. Or as uh, Alex Trebek would say, genre. R.I.P. Um. It's too broad of a t- uh, too broad of a thing. Like you can shoot anywhere and be thirty miles off. Justin Bieber. Nope, that ain't it. Okay. Uh, second clue: double platinum. Okay. On a singular album or on any album that they've had? Uh, I believe it was a singular album. Yeah, no. Is, you, you look at okay. the late 90s, early 2000s, and everything was going platinum. So, I mean. It's true. Fair. Clue number three, follow me. Follow me is the clue with yeah. no other context at all. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> follow okay. me. Is there a, is there a song name called Follow oh, Me? I'm Dwayne? sure there's five five. I mean, I'm sure probably every every single artist probably has one yeah, called yeah, Follow Me. Probably. Yeah, go for All it. Right. You want the fourth? Yeah. Clip? Detroit. Proof. I don't, I don't think Proof went double platinum. Nope. I don't think he was a multi-genre artist. Uh, maybe. 
Uh, no, nah, I don't. I don't really necessarily right. have anything. John Legend <laughs> is he from Detroit? No. Nope. No. Uh, last clue. I think Dwayne will get it. Probably get it on this one. Uh, twisted. Oh, um, uh, uh, Nappy Roots. No. Uh, dude, what's his name? Kid rocking them. Uh, give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. <laughs> uh, is that what it is? Kid Rock. It's not them? Kid Rock. It's the and them part. Uh, what is it? Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Cracker, I think. Oh, Uncle Cracker. Uncle Cracker. Did you really just get it? Yeah. No, that's a yeah. Good job. The Mich- the, the Michigan yep. and the Twisted Uncle Brown Trucker is kind of the thing that kind of got it. Yeah. That yeah, that's a that's a weird stretch. You know, country rock, hip hop, weirdness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I was gonna preface it with this is a weird one, and then <laughs> no, I think <laughs> I, I think just to go with no, it. I, lo- I think that but, unless uh, you're taking it completely out of the hip hop realm, that you don't really need to. You know, what I mean, like because we're if we're t- tying out all of the who is it to hip hop, you. Should should know that you're going to have to start there and branch out in weird directions. Oh, is is that a requirement? No. Yeah. Does it have no. to be anchored? No, in? I just think that if you're going to go like way outside of that, like with no connection to hip hop whatsoever, that yeah, you might want to preface it with the "Hey, this is a little outside of where we normally start from," you know. But he's got it. He's got it. Oh well, just every time, anytime I bring you guys the top, uh, 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 who is this? Or who is it? What are we calling this? Who is, who is it? it? Every time I bring you one, it's it? probably going to be off the wall. So just know that if I don't preface oh, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. By the yeah, way, you're fine. up next, John. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I got skipped once. It's it's back. my turn. John, I got some shit for your playlist. Do you got some shit for my playlist? I Slap do. it to me, son. All right. I got you. Um, so the first one is Old 55 by Tom Waits. That one sounds familiar, actually. I, hope I don't I think so. It no, because last week we did the deep dive. No, no, no. Um, it sounds familiar. Yeah, it sounds familiar right. in other ways. Uh, Old 55 by Tom Waits. Um, for fans of Tom Waits, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't even know. You got- <laughs> Like if you don't know, right. Tom, <laughs> like if you don't if you don't bump Tom Waits, like I don't even know if I could fuck with you. Like, uh, no, the song's old. It came out in 1973. Um, AEW currently owns the rights to it. Uh, they bought it to use for the uh, Brody Lee tribute show. Wow. Um, I'm gonna give you another Tom Waits song because it's on the same album and it's also dope. It's uh, I hope uh, that I don't fall in love with you. I hope that I so, don't. Two Tom Waits tracks. Fall in love with you. Yes. Okay. I hope that I don't fall in love with you. Um, so, yeah, both of those are uh, super dope on the same album. Uh, another one my daughter actually recommended to me. It is Rat by Penelope huh. Scott. Um, it's kind of like uh, anti-folk-ish. Anti-folk? It's uh, politically... Isn't that what rap is? Like uh, Kimya Dawson, Moldy Peaches. Oh. No. Mm -hmm. It's like Kimya Dawson, Moldy Peaches. 
esque, I guess. That's the best I can describe it. Uh, it's politically charged. It's funny. Um, I, it's not something you'd like really bump in the car, but it's kind of a if you want to sit back and laugh, okay. it's a good track. Is that it for you? All right, I got I got That's three. They're not super crazy, but uh, first one is super dope. It's a uh, Better Off Dead, name of the song, because uh, you know that's how things go nowadays. Uh, by artist JXDN. Uh, don't know how to pronounce it. Don't care to. Um, but it's for fans of like pop punk. Like it's kind of not like MGK pop punk, but like a little bit more. I don't know, rooted like a little bit more synth than guitar um but like if you like mgk black bear pop punk kind of a thing you should vibe with that real easy um my second one is in my hands by zero nine thirty six like the time zero nine thirty six uh featuring travis barker and clever uh it's for fans of radio pop rock like instrumentally it's a bit heavier than the pop rock that you hear out there now um, but the vocals are like super kind of popish, like they're like super polished. They're not rough at all. Um, but I thought it worked really yeah. good. So if you like Travis Barker drums, uh, you should be easy to listen to. Uh, last one is the worst. Uh, it's the acoustic live version uh, by Benny Maybe. Uh, it's for pan- it's for fans of pop rap vibes, uh, sort of like Drake mixed with an acoustic guitar. Um, so it's a nice little one. Okay. We'll get those added on. Cool. All right. Well, fellas, uh, I guess we'll be back next week with a, a new album review. You keep rocking in the free world, right? And, uh, yeah, dude, that's too. right. Dude, dude, dude. Dude, dude. dude, dude. dude, dude.